teams sit right on the baseline. The big fella from New Zealand. When we cut him off baseline, he started walking in there. Welcome on into the Baseline Podcast. Um, apologies for a little bit of a gap in recording over the last week. Um, I went away on holiday, um, actually got a little bit sick, um, and then I had some extra days off, which has been really, really good. Um, but we are back. We have some exciting episodes over the weekend, and I have a, a really good friend of mine coming on the podcast today. It's been a while since I've been trying to get him on. Um, Sports Business Classroom 2019 alum, like myself, um, and also now work, currently working for the um, the LA Clippers, um, Sam Shin coming in all the way from LA. Sam, how are you going today? I'm doing well, man. Just uh, trying to stay safe like you are too. It's, you know, <laughs> the virus situation is pretty bad over here. So yeah. trying to do what I can and, and stay proactive, but, you know, also not compromise the safety of people around me. Yeah, that's a man. As you were saying prior to the pod, it's a pretty tough time to work in sports like it's been like this now you know we're on to our third year basically with COVID but um, you know that's not going to stop us people like ourselves that are trying to establish in, in this world of basketball and you know trying to you know either climb the ladder or get new jobs or opportunities like, like our determination won't stop we just try and do what we can you know and stay safe and um, yeah so yeah thanks for joining me on the pod man um um, it's been a little while, been trying to get you on, and obviously we first connected at 2019 SBC, which we will talk on. Um, but yeah, can you first talk to me about like your early years, um, how you first got into the game of basketball, and what made you fall in love with it? Yeah, um, so I guess even jumping back to before I really thought of basketball as like a business, right, or like a career. Um, I've been playing sports ever since I was like a kid. Like my dad used to always take me to the park. I'd play baseball with him, basketball, like all kinds of different stuff. And then really as soon as, as early as I can remember, um, I think my earliest memory of the NBA and basketball was 2004 NBA finals. So for those of you guys that can think off the top of your head, that's when the the Lakers, um, played the Detroit Pistons and, you know, they had Chauncey Billups. Uh, Rip Hamilton, Tayshawn Prince, Rasheed Wallace, Ben Wallace. Then the Lakers had Kobe, Shaq, D. Fish, uh, Gary Payton, Carl Malone. Um, and then uh, the Lakers used to be on a channel, a local channel here called KCAL 9. So you didn't have to have cable to have that channel. So all their road games would be on KCAL 9. So I remember as a kid just like always watching those games on TV um and then you know it's convenient as a, as a at a convenient time it'd be after dinner around the evening you know maybe like five anywhere from five to seven so you know i'd eat dinner i'd watch it i'd, I'd watch before dinner i'd watch while eating dinner um and then just kind of started playing um played in some leagues when i was younger and then played in high school and then when i played in high school i think that's really when i seriously like got into the game and started watching a lot more NBA basketball more than just the Lakers um and then uh those were some of the best years with you know Kobe and then the 2008 Lakers uh against Celtics and then against the Magic um and those are some of the kind of the formative years of when you know I started watching and really studying uh the game itself awesome awesome I love it man I love it and like for yourself, obviously, like not only did you grow up, I consider the golden era of, you know, old heads would probably say that, you know, 
um, sacrilege for me to say that the, it wasn't the golden <laughs> era for the 80s and 90s. But I mean, if you're a kid growing up in LA in the 2000s, when the Lakers were like, I mean, they won five, uh, they won five chips um, in yep. basically their 11 year span, right? Um, so, yep. and the Lakers at the time as the NBA are exploding are, are like probably you know, the, the best show on earth at the time when you consider the, the right. way that the three-peat and the back-to-back were different in terms of the personnel and, and right. Kobe was huge and the NBA was just going absolutely gangbusters because the social media era and YouTube and so many things contributing to what that time would have been like. So, like, you, you came up in the in the era where um, I consider the NBA went from being... It was big in the 90s with Jordan, no doubt, but it went from sure. being huge to being this is a massive global sport um and yeah rest in peace kobe but like that you, you just don't have i feel what you do today without um the, the lakers being such a massive part of of what led on to um to today so yeah pretty pretty cool time for you to grow up and obviously um helped set you on the journey to where you are now so yeah i mean it was pretty huge it man. was interesting yeah no it's interesting because like especially being a kid from LA, right. And like growing up in orange County and like watching the Lakers at that time, like not only were they good, but some of their biggest rivals, like the Celtics, you know, they, that's when they had the big three. Right. And they had, you know, Pierce Garnett, uh, Ray Allen. Then they had Ray, um, Rondo too. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, that intense matchup in 2008 when they played each other and the Celtics won and, um, you know, even between 2004 and 2008, like they had some pretty bad years there for a while, yeah, you know, when, yeah. before Shaq got traded, when Shaq got traded, like they had some really, really bad lineups. Like, I mean, any Laker fan knows like Smush Parker, you <laughs> yeah, know, like Chris Mim. Yeah, 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 you think yeah. of some of those guys. And that was when Kobe was just like carrying the team on his back, but they weren't good. They weren't yeah. fun to watch per se, you know, and then, you know, Powell comes in the trade. Uh, and then you have some of the, the the golden years there, right? With like Lamar Odom there too, and Bynum and, and Ariza and Shannon Brown and all these guys off the bench too. And and then that's when they really started to you know kind of have some of their uh, best years, like you said, you know, um, yeah. before before Kobe started getting hurt and then he retired and all that stuff. So yeah. uh, it's been an up and down tenure as a Lakers fan <laughs> for sure since I was a kid. But yeah, I mean, it was a good time to to grow up watching the Lakers uh, specifically. Yeah. 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 That's cool, man. Um, and then obviously, yeah, we fast forward all the way to 2019 um, when, you know, obviously we got to meet at um, sports business classroom and um, yeah, some of my, my, the, the podcast listeners have probably heard of me talk so much about sports business classroom, but I think, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I always come back to it, man. Hey, because... they, might, they, they might need to sponsor you or something. Red like, <laughs> Larry, yeah, Larry for all these pitches. hundred percent, man. We're the new dunked on with all the uh, SBC references on here. But saying that, a second New Zealander now, shout out Peter Gosnell. Um, Peter Gosnell was from New Zealand. Um, he um, worked for NZ, New Zealand Basketball Academy when um, uh, Stephen Adams was coming up. Um, and now he is over in thailand and he has his own hoop club there he did the gm course recently so we have a second new zealander who's participated oh, in SBC, nice. and it's just cool man like you, you you want to see people from these smaller countries jumping in so shout out pete um yeah. it's yeah really cool to see people jumping in and investing so it's good but yeah we'll fast forward to 2019 obviously we met at sbc and and i think the first thing that um 
that I noticed about you was like your hungriness to learn. Like you were so hunger, like to learn and to soak it all up. And um, like, yeah, you were sick. I was always impressed that like all these dudes who were like 10 years younger than me were just dogs. They were in there on the morning as early <laughs> as they could. They were there to late at night asking all these questions and it was inspiring. Like I, I went over there not just to network and to try and further myself, but I went over there to also get inspired and be around people like yourself. So it was cool to meet yourself and, and lots of the other dudes that I got along really well with and just see that hunger and drive to like, I mean, a lot of people were like, I want a career in basketball and they didn't, they didn't know what was going to happen when they graduated from, yeah. from college. You know what I mean? Like yourself, you know, you were just like putting yourself out there, getting whatever connections you could. Um, you know, the in, obviously the internship that you got at the summer league, couldn't go ahead for two years like you were one of the top students in 2019 you had to wait two years to 2021 lots of obviously obstacles in your way but um can you just talk about how important SBC was in 2019 and then um what you've been up to since yeah I mean man you know this Stevie we've talked about it but I, I mean I could talk for days about what SBC did for me and what kind of experience that was so I guess I guess I should take some steps backwards first and go through what went into my decision going into SBC. Cause I think for me yeah. and my story, that's a really important part as to why SBC happened the way it did for me. So for me, I went to UC Irvine, um, Larry Kuhn, who is the uh, GM of SBC, kind of the one who started it all and, and co-founded it. Um, he, his, his part-time gig essentially uh or his full-time gig i should say is uh at uc irvine he helped with the it department there and so um when i was uh at the sports business association at uc irvine which conveniently was co-founded by my best friend um we had larry kuhn as a guest speaker so larry came spoke about svc all this good stuff and obviously as a part of you that is a little bit skeptical right it's a lot of money um you know you hear about all these programs and and conferences but sometimes there's only so much that those things can do for you right I'm, I'm so used to the experience of like you go to conferences and then you hear guest speakers and then they um you know maybe kind enough to leave you an email and then that's that right like hardly they ever respond or really interact with you um and so for me I was kind of on the fence but it was my senior year um and I, I was about to graduate in a couple months so you know, I had all these people asking me, like, what are you going to do next? You know, what's the next step? What's your goal? And so for me, like, wanting to jump into sports, I was like, you know what? Like, I just got to jump in two feet, like, head first. Like, I, I got to be ready to dive into this. And so I actually started, like, a GoFundMe page, like, um, to, to raise money. Awesome. And I would, like, message and text all my friends and family to chip in. And I was able to raise, like, pretty much the entire cost of going to the program, which is like awesome, man. over, it's like over three grand or something like that. Yeah, right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, summer hits, uh, July, I, I, I drive out to Vegas. Um, and then, you know, was fortunate enough to, to meet people like you. But, um, I think for me, really the whole experience was like just coming prepared, you know, like yeah, I, yeah. I knew that there was going to be an internship after for people that did well. I knew that there was going to be a lot of, uh, NBA personnel, people that I may never see again, you know, like this could literally be not only my first impression, but it could be the first and last impression, you know? So yeah. um, if I really wanted to 
make an impact. You know, this is what like how many people that were there? Like 80, 87, 67 I think there's or something eight, like that, I think, right? I think it was like eighty or eighty-five. So like something like that, yeah, right? But yeah. it, it was that was north of like sixty to seventy people. Yeah. And so I was like, man, like how am I gonna stand out in a room full of people that are probably all just like me, uh, in the sense that they're all gonna be hungry, right? Or like yeah. No one's going to, no one's going to pay that much money and show up and just be like, you know what? Like, I'm going to just chill, you know, like everyone's going to be going after everyone's going to try to get to the front of the room, like ask the right questions. Um, and so I really needed to find a way to differentiate myself. So before I went, you know, they released like a guest list, right? Of people that are going to come. And then obviously yeah. there are some people that are unannounced that show up later, but at least for the people that were supposed to come. I remember I did like a whole bunch of research and I had like a binder that I had put together. It was like awesome. 12 pages of notes. Yeah. And I had looked up like, I wanted to know more than just the simple facts, right? Like yeah. I, I want to know more than just where they went to school, you know, what team they were working for. Like that's all stuff you can find on like Wikipedia, right? Like that's yeah. accessible to everyone, but who's going to put in the time and energy to looking up like podcasts, right. That they were yes. on. Cause yes. those, those spaces are where people tell intimate stories, right? Like yeah. stories about their childhood or, you know, the moment that really made them want to work in, in the NBA or, um, you know, like they're welcome to the NBA moment, right. Even for someone that works in the business side. And yeah. so for me, I went through a lot of different steps to look for information like that and really find out something that, I can not only write down, but when I meet them, right? Like I see you face to face, Stevie, I could say yeah. like, Hey, it's really nice to meet you. You know, uh, you know, I was reading up on your journey and I saw this and I, yes. I really resonated with it. And, you know, if there's a students coming up to you and they're all saying the same thing, they all know where you work. They all know what team you were with. Uh, they all know what your position is. Like there has to be something that stands out about you, you know, that shows that you looked into their journey a little bit past just, what's on the surface, you know? So that was really my goal. And so I just wanted to come prepared. And, um, and then once I was there, just be ready to learn, you know, not only from the guests, but from people like you that I met and, and like, I mean, you've been such a big resource for me, even after SBC, you know, just like helping me understand and, and put together like scouting reports and like understand the CBA. And so, um, you know, there's a whole bunch of people I still talk to from, from SBC 2019. And, you know, that was my mindset going in. Uh, was that I just got to be, you know, I just got to consider myself a rookie here. You know, I, I just got to yeah. be open to learning yeah. from anyone and about everything. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. And it's funny because, like, I actually thought the same, you know, um, where, man, I was going through um pretty difficult time at, at home at 2019. And, and I consider myself, I did quite a bit of research the same as you did. Um, but because I hadn't worked in sports previously, not that obviously lots of people had, but I changed careers. Um, I didn't play a massive amount of basketball growing up. Like, like right. still to me, you know, I've <clears throat> basketball in a lot of ways has given me so much, but um, I hadn't fully immersed myself in it yet at that time. So for me, even though I was 10 years older than you guys, I actually found myself being like, you know what, this is actually really cool because my energy, even though like I was a little bit older than you guys, that I can still consider my energy as the same. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. still doing all those hours, um, you know, making stupid jokes. Um, just, just you know what I mean? Being, um, being of that same energy to get the most out of the course. And so that was so cool to, 
see and then connect with those guys. And there's even a couple of people that I've connected with on a business sense, you know, like um, there's um, yeah, some guys who, who are now working in college programs that I've been able to speak to about players from New Zealand. I haven't got anyone on scholarship to those schools yet. You know what I mean? But yeah, it, it's crazy to be like, Oh man, in 2019, this guy was sitting there and now, um, these these guys are working, and one's working in Division One program, the other one's an assistant coach at a uh, at a top JUCO, and it's like these people invested in themselves, and are now actually they're walking um, they're walking the walk, and and it's 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 awesome and um, kind of crazy to see which within a couple of years that what people were able to achieve, and um, yeah, it's cool to also hear you that you got so much out of it because you put so much in there's no doubt that you can go along and make up the numbers um and sort of sit in the background and i mean if i i i probably i don't have any regrets but like i feel like sbc actually helped me grow in terms of putting myself out there and that yeah um i was really inspired by people like yourself um i always talk about um adam doe um standing up and saying that my podcast is the doe post like man i wouldn't have had <laughs> I wouldn't have had the, the balls to do that in a thousand years. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And then later on, like chatting to him in the concourse and just sort of realizing like, man, I've come all the way around the world. Like, wh- why am I, why am I sort of scared to put myself out there? You know what I mean? But these are things yeah. that you're working on at the time. Like, sure. you don't, you don't go there and, um, you know, people like Larry Kuhn don't become Larry Kuhn overnight. People like yeah. Kiki Randaway who spoke there, you know, the, who was led to the NBA in scoring in like the seventies and eighties these people don't just become that overnight. You, you go to yeah. courses like this to grow. So that was, yeah, that was sort of what was, was really cool for me. And, um, and obviously, yeah, great for you guys to then be able to return um, in 2021, which we'll, we'll talk on soon. So after you finished SBC, um, uh, you, yeah. Can you talk about what happened after you, after you finished SBC in terms of your basketball journey? Yeah. So, you know, I finished SBC uh, and then pretty much like a couple months later, I worked a couple like part-time jobs. I was with uh, the Rams in the NFL for a while. Um, and then, you know, I was working a, a part-time sales job. And then in um, 2020, uh, beginning of the year of 2020, I started um, a full-time role with uh, the LA Clippers in their sales department. So started there. Um, and really I was just looking for a foot in the door. You know, we, we yeah. always talk about that, you know, people get like in the you building. And me that, yeah, people like you yeah. and me that have been wanting to get in, have heard that phrase a billion times, right? Everyone just say, just keep knocking, get your foot in the door. And once you do like, don't leave, you know, like just, just make sure you can get your whole body in once you get the foot in the door. So for me, that was my, in, in my mind back then, right. That was my foot in the door. Like I didn't want to be in sales. I knew that sales was not my long-term term goal but at that point in time i needed to get some way into the organization into any mba organization and i think what i realized too is like no matter where you work inside an mba team even if it's not your your ultimate destination just being affiliated with an mba team makes all the world of a difference like i had an email mine was like my first and last name is like s shin at clippers.com even then i would like reach out to people And even if I told them I was in sales, like I would find out that the response rate was a lot higher just because I had at clippers.com at the end of of my email, you know? So that would would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you never realize, but like it it does happen. And a lot of people do cross over, right? 
you know, in sales, you work with corporate partnerships um, and, and vice versa. And there's a lot of other de uh, departments that cross with each other. And there's a lot of people in the industry that end up in basketball ops or scouting or analytics that may have started elsewhere, right? Yes, because yes. there just isn't an opening everywhere that you go. Um, so I was in sales with the Clippers um, full-time, got promoted once. And then um, in August of last year, so August of 2021, I was there. I've been there for a little over a year and a half and uh, kind of got to a point where I was like, you know what, like this isn't what I want to do full time. I know exactly what I want to do. I wanted to be in basketball operations. And at some point, if I just kept working in sales, like that's great. You know, like people always say the best time to look for a job is when you have one. Yes. But especially between you and me, we know like, the spaces and the openings in the, within this industry are so, so narrow, right? And so yeah. scarce. So for me, I just didn't feel like it was necessary for me to just keep working in, in sales, even if I didn't find anything right away. Uh, so I actually quit that job last year in August of 2021. Um, and then uh, through some connections that I had, I was introduced to a role with uh, their G League team, uh, the Algo Caliente Clippers, as a team attendant. So I've been in that role since late October, I think late October, um, early November of 2021. So it's been about two, three months now. Awesome. That's, that's, that's cool, man. And I think like you, what I always like about you is that like, um, you're, you constantly are like really happy for the things that you're achieving as you continue to work your way through, but you're always like, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to grow and, um, and, I mean, when you first text me, like, oh, I got a job with the Clippers, and I was just like, let's go. And you were just like, you're already thinking about, like, how, how I could be better at this job. And, and it was just, it's just cool, man. You know, it's cool to see yeah. your friends succeed. Um, but also that you were like, um, you didn't want to just, like, go and get the job and be like, oh, cool, I got this job, you know, and sales. You're like, I want to actually go and smash this job and, and use this to be able to rise up. So, um, also awesome for you to get the business experience. And I think it's probably underrated in sport when you're looking to be able to move yourself on to bigger and better things, lots of people know the sports side. Like, you know, I feel like lots of people know the sports side, but in terms of the business side, um, there's no doubt that when you, you want to have a high position in the front office or something like that, you need to have these business skills. So like right. for yourself, um, it was cool for you to be able to learn something different. You'd obviously done SBC, you know, you went and studied at Irvine as well. So you're continuing to add to your um, to the skills that that you had, and um, and you got their promotion, um, and then now you're involved with the G League team, which is awesome. Um, and I and I think it's it's cool as well because the um, I feel like within sort of the 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 world of basketball, the, the the G League never really gets enough credit. But anybody who goes and watches some games there and sees the crazy talent, like maybe leagues like the Euro League or Australian NBL get more credit but no doubt that there is the most talent outside of the NBA it sits within the G League no doubt I mean you see um the guys that are there and and all it is in my mind like look at look at some of the G League alumni that have gone on to massive things you know people like Chris Middleton or some of these other guys that were late second round picks that you, you didn't know if they were going to have a good NBA career the the G League has gone on to um to put so many players into full-time jobs and max contracts based on um, on the grounding that they had there. So talk a bit about, yeah, like about what it's been like for you about to see that up close 
um, and then also yeah, just what you're learning and in, in your in your day to day doing that stuff. Bro, like you just touched on it, but the G League, the talent there is insane. Yeah. Like, I think even as a really really passionate NBA and basketball fan, I knew that the G League was talented, right? More yeah. than I think a lot of the opinions that come from people that think that the G League doesn't really have talent is from people that are, we would call like casuals, right? People that don't really yeah. keep up, don't really yeah. watch the NBA, but man, like there are guys that have been in the G League for years that don't get a spot in the NBA because that's just how competitive the league is, right? And yes. there's only so many spots. Um, obviously, there's the business side of it, right? There's like any other sport, there's some politics involved. Right. But I mean, the NBA is like such a talented pool and the G League is, is no different, really. Like it's such a talented crop of players. Um, I'll tell you a story. So, you know, in my current role right now, what I uh, my main responsibility is helping out on game days. Yeah. Uh, so the Clippers play in Ontario, which is actually pretty far from L.A. It's about maybe I would say without traffic, it's probably about 40 to 50 minutes um, with traffic. It's probably an hour or more. Uh, it's a little bit more inland in Southern California. But um, anyway, so they play in an arena called Toyota Arena, this big, really big arena. Honestly, there's not too many fans. Um, and But even then, like, so I, I show up on game days and, um, you know, I, I make sure that everything is ready to go for the game, right? I make sure that the benches are all um, good to go with, with water, Gatorade, towels, um, and then one of the, the most entertaining parts of, I would say, probably the role is um, actually helping the players warm up. So, like, during the game, like, I'll, or before the game, I'll, I'll, you know, they'll come out. And they all have, like, scheduled workout times, right? So the game starts yeah. at 7. They'll start coming out around maybe, like, 4.45, 5 p.m. And then each player has around maybe 10 to 15 minutes on the court with a, a designated assistant coach, right? So one of the coaches works with all the big men. One works with the guards. One works with like the threes and fours, right? The forwards, um, and they'll do you know little mid-range jumpers. Then they'll go out to the three-point line. They'll shoot around the the, the horn. Um, and one of the the guys that the Clippers recently acquired, or their G League team, the Aga Caliente Clippers acquired, is this guy named uh, Gary Chavichian. So shout out Gary uh, if you ever hear this. But uh, I mean, this guy like. He so so he's the first player of Armenian descent to get drafted into the G League. Wow! Um, and he went to yeah, and he went to Pacific University. Um, but I mean, he right now, I mean, that Clippers team is so stacked. I mean, even yeah. their two ways, um, you know, Brandon Boston, Jay Scrub. Yeah, um, they have one man. guy. They have one guy that's on their third on his third ten day contract, Xavier Moon. Um, and then, you know, they got other guys that got 10 day contracts, like, like my guy, George King, he had a 10 day with the Mavs uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, but this guy, Gary Chavichian, like he, he doesn't, he's not in the normal rotation, so he doesn't really play. Um, and, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, as skilled as he is, obviously the team itself, one, the team itself is extremely talented and two, he was just acquired a couple of weeks ago, right? So the coach is going to make him earn his way through um, and stuff like that. But, I mean, he's probably one of the most lethal, if not, like, the most lethal shooter, like, I've ever seen. And just to see him up close, like, he's, like, the first one out. He comes out, you know, early, even before the coaches come out into the court. He's coming out early to get his reps in. 
Um, and so I, you know, I'll rebound for him and I'm watching him shoot in warmups and this guy's just like hitting shots, like nothing. Like yeah. the other day, the other day they had a game and he had come out two hours earlier and uh, it was just me and him on the court, you know, I was helping him rebound and he was like, okay, I'm going to shoot a couple shots here. I'm going to shoot a couple shots here. Then I'm going to move over. I need you to count the total for me. So in the end, he took 53s, 53s from from five different spots. So he took 10 yeah. shots each from five different spots around the court. So yeah. it was the the corners, the wings, yeah. and then the center, the, the top. The ball, um, yeah. And he hit 38 out of 50. So if you wow. think about that, yeah, if you think about that, 38 yeah. out of 50, bro. Like, 76 that's, is it. That's 76%. Far out, man. And, and this and it's just and a, he, a, and, another G Liga that is just could kill at any league in the world. We just don't even realize the level league, of talent. Yeah. At any league. And it's yeah. like, bro, it's it's insane. Like, and, and obviously his role is more of like a shooter, right? Like, that's what yeah. his main role on the team is, is to be a shooter. But, dude, any other guy on that team, when they're warming up, like nobody in front of them, they're 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 hitting nothing but bottom of the net, man. Like yeah. it's yeah. insane. And you don't realize it because people watch these games and they see, you know, obviously it's a it's different in the in the space of a game and you have defenders in front of you and all that stuff, but when these guys are out there just by themselves, like, man, if they were at a local park, they would tear you up. <laughs> like literally the last guy on the bench on yeah. the worst team in the G League would tear you up. Like yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah, these guys cool. are so skilled. Yeah, it's insane. It's yeah. insane. And like, even Gary, like he hit thirty-eight out of fifty. So I'm totally up, up for him. He's like, all right, ten plus six, blah, blah blah. And I tell him, I'm like, all right, Gary, it's thirty-eight out of fifty. And he's literally he just like puts his head down. He's like, man, I gotta do better than that. Like that's not good enough. He's <laughs> like, I gotta hit. I gotta hit at least. He's like, we're gonna do it again, and I'm gonna do it yeah. until I do forty-three out of fifty. Forty-three, out. bro. That's eighty-six yeah. percent. 86 percent yeah any kids and this is like this is yeah. this is non-stop this is non-stop yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not You're like not take 10 shots yeah. it's not take 10 shots rest 30 seconds like it's 10 shots non-stop next spot next spot next spot next spot and this yeah. was this was after he had been on the court for probably about 25 to 30 minutes yeah. getting a full sweat in by himself yeah. and i was out there rebounding for him the whole time Damn. So it wasn't at the beginning of his workout. Like he was, yeah. he was tired. You know, yeah. he was tired. Yeah. He was exhausted. Yeah. He was already, he was already sweating. Yeah. Man, any yeah. any kids that are listening in um, that want to play in the US, even at college, I know it's a tier below. You got to understand that the if you want to play professionally, you want to play in college, or even you have those dreams of getting to the NBA, the work ethic that you have to have and the determination and drive like the G league is a classic example. You know, people watch the NBA on TV. Um, but that's such a great story, Sam. And, and I think it's important for people to understand there's levels to this. And, um, there are players all around the world that potentially could play in the NBA. Like, you know, and a lot of time it's opportunity, you know, a lot of the time for some of these yep. guys, they're just about to get their first 10 day contract and they break their hand. And they never, you know what I mean? They hurt their toe or they sprain an ankle and they don't get the chance. Um, or there's some, there's stories like, you know, Joe Ingles got cut just before he had his his, his first NBA chance. Um, yep. And then in the end, he got another one with the Jazz and he parlayed that into a $50 million contract and now is one of the best shooters in the league. But you never know 
when you will or won't get a chance and that work ethic and realizing just how hard you have to work and how good you need to be to be able to make this type of league so it's a real lesson there for kids sam so yeah bro like thanks for sharing that no man like i i think even for me like i said like i already knew there was talent but you don't realize until you're actually there and you physically see these guys in person how crazy talented they are and like we know the NBA, same with the G League. It's all about, like you said, it's all about opportunity, right? It's sometimes it's just right place, right time, right? Um, and 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 that's all a matter of it is. But man, these guys are like so talented, and like you said, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. The work ethic and the time and commitment that's required is insane. I mean, one one of the guys on the team, um, he starts for them. His name's George King. This guy played like in Europe for so many years um and and i mean he's the definition of like a grinder you know but yeah even guys like him like spent years years in europe you know trying to pave his way and get here um and now he's here but you know like that just speaks to the amount of work that you need to put in um and and even the talent disparity at at, at that level in the g league yeah between the first guy and the the second guy or yeah. between the the 10th man on the bench and the 11th man, like yeah. there's a gap, you know, there's a gap. Yeah. And you see like the two way guys come down too, like the Clippers, one of their two way guys is Jay Scrub. Yeah. He, he was with the, he was with the Clippers for probably over a month or so um, for most of December. Then he just got called back down to the G league team. So the other day we have a game against the Iowa Wolves, which is the G league uh, affiliate for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Yeah. And he just drops 28 and I'm pretty sure he didn't even play over 25 minutes. Like, Damn. and he's hitting, he's hitting step, you know, sidestep threes, step back threes. Like, literally, yeah. just looks like, you know, he's just playing at the at your local park. Yeah. But that's just how talented these guys are, man. Like, you, yeah. you could literally, like, I don't even think the average person could could stop them from scoring a bucket. Yeah, yeah, agreed. And and I think what's great for you, Sam, is that you no doubt having that firsthand eyes on experience being able to watch these guys warm up. I remember when we were at SBC and we did the um the scouting with the Clippers guy with Dave Severins and he talked about I saw him the other day too. Did you? Shout out Dave yeah. man. That that yes, dude's yeah, a man. Shout out Dave. Um also shout out Tyler Harrison Hunt as a dude from New Zealand. He met Dave when Dave was out here in New Zealand. Um and he messaged Dave, I think this was like in 2020. The message Dave when he was going to LA to a um, to a Clips game, and Dave like had him spend like two days with the team, got him like free tickets. Like he's just Dave is just such a really really good dude, and um, yeah, cool to see him still helping out the basketball community, be it New Zealand or the US or whatever. But Dave talked about if you're going to come in and scout and watch a game, and you you know this is what you want to do, then you got to get to that arena when people are warming up because that's when you're going to get to see the practice habits, like how many shots they can make. And so for yourself, like not only is it invaluable experience, obviously being around this league, but you're getting to see the type of habits that go in and practice. You're getting to see the way people warm up. Like this is live experience for you, for, for you to continue moving towards your dream goal of, you know, working in an NBA front office. And, um, there's no better experience in my eyes, um, than on the ground level, you know, like you talked about that business experience, which is great, no doubt. Um, but you get to see this stuff 
close up um, day in day out how people move and uh, how they finish around the rim and rebounding and assisting and even just how coaches teach how, how coaches yeah. teach how the people who warm up you know just you're you're getting to see the actual live basketball experience of um you know the second uh, they're, they're obviously there are better leagues in terms of um commercially you know what i mean like um australian yeah. and euro league but in terms of talent right. in terms of talent you are um yeah in one of the biggest cities in the world getting to watch day in day out um the way that this operates and i mean it's a pretty massive opportunity right yeah yeah no it definitely is i mean you know we've talked about this before right stevie but a lot of it is just being in the right place and just trying to consistently get yourself in front of the right people right yeah. and, and that, that doesn't automatically guarantee a job it doesn't guarantee a promotion you know it doesn't guarantee an opportunity but that's all you can ask for right is just continue to put yourself out there right like we did at SBC. Yeah. And just, you know, what, you know, I, I just always try to go by the saying of control what you can control, you know, yeah. and that for me has always been like my work ethic, right? Yeah. Like that's something that I can't blame anyone else for my work ethic, you know, the effort yeah. that I put in and how early I want to show up. I can't blame anyone else for that, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. what happens during the game, like where I get placed, like what, op, you know, what operations and duties I'm, I'm given, that that is out of my control, right? But yeah the the work that i want to put in how committed i want to be like what i want to sacrifice that's all in my my power right and that's all in yes. my will to do what yes. i want to do so i mean that's what i've been doing man like i i show up like an hour before we're supposed to yeah. you know i just try to help out wherever possible and um just try to continue to to connect with everyone and i think for me my favorite part about the role is obviously being close to the players and getting to know them is cool too but like i get to just be myself you know what i yeah. mean like a lot of the players are like a lot of the players are you know obviously there's some guys that prefer not to talk on game days and stuff like that but most of the players are pretty receptive right yeah. but like i get to just be myself like i you know i just talk with them you know sometimes they'll ask me questions they'll be like oh like you know the other day you know one of them was asking me like what do you what do you like to listen to to get like hyped up you know and then i told him my my uh my my song choice and then he <laughs> put it on his iphone and he's like shooting around and stuff like that but like That's you know cool. i just get to enjoy that time and like interacting yeah. with players and all that is cool. Right. Like yeah. when you're yeah. a basketball head, like you and I are like, that part yeah. is cool and all, yeah. but um, you know, I, I don't have to, to change who I am to, you yes. know, to, to fit the needs of this role. You know, I just Love it. get there. I do what I need to do and try to do more than I'm asked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, hopefully at the end of the day, like there's something else that's waiting for me there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. And I know there'll be young kids tuning in and um, that are thinking, you know, um, tell me how to get to the NBA, but like Sam, your um, the way that you approach this, like kids need to put the same thing into their basketball. You know, like if your coach wants you there, if practice starts at five PM, not only do you need to be ready to go at five two, but why are you not down there half an hour or an hour beforehand, right? Getting up shots. Why are you not asking extra questions? You know what I mean? Like go and ask extra questions. And in New Zealand, this is probably the difference that I saw when I was at SBC is people really putting themselves out there and New Zealanders just aren't as good at it. You know what I mean? They might, yeah. you know, it's like sort of being scared to go and ask the coach questions like, you know, oh coach, you know, what do I really need to do to work on my game to get to the next level? And when I got to SBC, when we had Mark Cuban speak, all these 21 year olds jumping up and like, you know, asking questions and chasing after him as he walks out the door. And I was like, 
man, if people with New Zealanders would be shocked seeing this, you know? And so yeah. what I realized is, yeah, there is lot, there are lots of people out there down here, down in New Zealand who put themselves out there, but that asking questions, the, the, you know, the willingness to go the extra mile to get there early, to always be, be trying to, to go over and above and trying to think outside the box to be like, you know, if I do this, then I can make someone else's job easier. These are all the things that you need to do to succeed in life. This isn't just, this isn't just basketball. It's like you, you want to get an opportunity to you know, be an investor or you want to own your own business or whatever. Then the work that you put in, uh, and then also obviously talking about being yourself, like you be the best, if you be yourself and be the best version of yourself, then also who you are starts to show through. And then people were like, oh man, not only is this guy good at basketball, but he's keen to learn. Um, and he's also good to be around because people want to be around other people who have that good energy. There's no doubt. They want to be around um, people who um, are able to inspire others and put others at ease and all the, you know, the character traits that, that help you, you become a good employee. So um, right. it's inspiring to hear that you're continuing to do that. Um, and that, yeah, like I have no doubt, and I've texted you this before. I have no doubt that you'll be um, in the NBA front office at some point. It's just a, it's just a matter of time. And you, you know, you'll keep getting, you know, you have this job here and that job there. And, um, but the magic is in like all the little wins that you get, you know, and, and you being exposed to this now for where you're at is like, it's huge, you know, like I, and, um, I mean, if I'd said to you, if we were talking SBC and I'd said to you, oh man, you'd be, you'd be working on game day, um, you know, for the, the, the Clippers G League team. And we talked about that 2019, man, we would have been pumped. And then now you're there, you know what I mean? Now you're right. there, it's like, yeah. right, how can I add value? And I mean, that's pretty awesome, right? Right. No, I mean, that's a good point. But, you know, I think the biggest thing is like, you just can't lose sight of the end goal, right? Exactly. Like, I always, yeah. always got to remind myself of that because, you know, like anyone, you know, out there listening, right? It's the same for us, but there are days you wake up and you don't feel it or you feel like, man, like, you know, I envy someone else's journey or man, I, I wish I could fast track my way to this position or, or kind of speed up the, the, uh, the time as you will, you know? Um, but like you said, it's all about collecting the small wins every single day. And there are a lot of people that are not fortunate enough to have the opportunity that even I have in this, in this role with their G league team. Yeah. So, you know, it's not something that I ever take for granted and it's nothing that I ever try to take for granted. And I know that I'm really fortunate to be in this position. So, uh, of course, I have goals along the way and places that I want to be. But, you know, it's all one step at a time. And, you know, I think if you look too far ahead, sometimes you miss out on things that you can learn in the yes. present. Right. And that's all I'm trying to do is just yeah. continue to learn. Like, obviously, the hustle and the work ethic, that's all part of it. But, you know, if you're not learning as you're going along the way, then, like, what are you really doing? You know what I mean? If you're yeah. just there to just do your job then yeah. that's, you're missing out on a huge chunk of, of growth there. So, yeah. um, you know, just continuing to, to grow and, um, you know, mature along the way and then just reflect, you know, every single day and keep in mind the end goal so that you know, you know, where your eyes are fixed on and, and you know, where to keep trudging forward. But, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, like you said, it's all about the small wins. Yeah, that's good, man. That's good. And I think your maturity and um, like the way that you approach it, it's, it's it is cool because it's like you can you can learn from that and um it makes me think like the days where I'm like oh man like 
like I did this task last night and I, you know, having to create this database and it was just a nightmare. And I, but I knew like i have been putting it off for a week or two, not, I knew, like I knew I'd need to do it for a while, but it was just like, oh man, I, I know I've got to get this done because it's something I wanted to do before the end of January. And it yeah. felt so good to get it done. But like when I speak to you today and realize like, um, it gives me a bit of a lift being like, sweet, you know, I'm, I'm on the right path. I just know that I need to keep putting one foot in front of the other and, um, and continuing to work away and when it's difficult it just it just means you have to keep going and, and realize what's important and um and that those um those things will they, they will those rewards will continue to come if you keep working so yeah that's really really good man um sam thank you so much for for jumping on the pod um man we could talk for hours um we got 45 <laughs> we really can <laughs> we can man um we're 45 minutes of awesome content and um and it's cool because like I had winter on and, you know, we, we talked on this level as well about what's important in life and, and how you're trying to grow and, and further yourself. And, um, and it's cool, man. It's cool to see you succeeding. You still have your eyes on the prize and, and you keep working, but um, there's no doubt that seeing these SBC people succeed and, and do all these different things, it's cool. And um, it just shows the the caliber of the people that we knew when we met in 2019 were, they were going to do some shit, you know, like there was no yeah. doubt. It was just going to be a matter of time before they started seeing those rewards. So thank you so much for your support of like myself and, um, and your energy. And like, um, not only like we've, I feel like we've helped each other in different ways and, and continue to motivate each other to keep pushing for this, um, uh, for our hoop dreams. So I appreciate you, man. Of course, man. No problem. Yeah. Awesome. You have a really good day, Sam. And, and we'll talk again soon. For sure, man.